everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Prime Movers Podcast, where today I'm interviewing the legendary Michael Perron, artist of the 60s that actually handmade Jimi Hendrix stage outfits. Let's dive in. Hello, Michael Braun. How are you? Very good, sir. Thank you for coming on Prime Movers Podcast today. You know, I'm trying to tell the stories that are what inspired me and here's Jimi Hendrix saying it this way or that way or Macho Man saying it this way or that way. And I'll tell those stories as we go through this that are their way of inspiring me and getting what they wanted, you know, the love, the beauty, the fun, the whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that they were going for. So, Yeah, it's an it's a absolute pleasure to have you on and interested to hear all the stories you have to provide. So okay. Look forward to it. Here's one of them. So in the day, now we have shown on day one, we showed Jimmy the clothes, this and that, with the clothes over our arms, and now we're ready to leave. And understand that my little partner, Tony, that I made the clothes with, she's a Pisces, and she's a shy girl. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't like to overstay her welcome, let's call it. Yeah. So now we've showed the clothes to Jimmy, this and that. You know, I'm planning on staying two weeks. You know, that's my idea. She knows this is rude. You know, so leave, let's leave. So she comes through with, you know, let's go. Michael, dude, let's go. And now we pack up the clothes. Now we walk down the hallway. And this is before the show, right? Yeah. Now, we're standing at the elevator. Walking down the hall barefooted in dark pink cotton pants that oh, yeah. were on James Marshall Hendricks and a shirt. Wow. He walks down the hall and he says what all musicians always say. The biggest to the littlest, doesn't matter. Are you coming to the gig tonight? Famous Dude, saying, right? how could you ask me this question? We're here showing you the clothes, doing this and that. You're asking me, are we coming? Wow. So I say, yeah. And he talks about coming back afterwards in yeah. the evening and come back, which we do. Another funny thing, um, at the time going out with a girl, who has a very pretty body, and she's a pretty girl. Unbeknownst to me, I think the name came from her about herself. She calls herself Little Sweetie. This is not right. (laughs) Jimmy called her L-S-W-A-B, Little Sweetie What a Body. Oh, okay. That's right. That's his name for her. And I found this out when we were making the documentary, meaning she's there telling the story. I'm going... Huh? So what I'm saying to you is that as life goes on, you're seeing it through Jason's eyes. Okay? I'm seeing it through Michael's eyes. Nobody's wrong. They're just giving another version of it. And so there's the beauty of me hearing then after all this time, I'm going, Jimmy gave you the name LSWAB? I didn't know that. I thought you came up with the name yourself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So right. I'm just saying it's a funny thing that goes on, you know, with life and that you're 
seeing it. You know, if you're listening to, this is what this person got out of it. Um, it's just more than you could handle. And as you're seeing the pictures, 20 years later, 40 years later, 50 years later, you're going, oh, that's why this outfit got over and that's why this outfit didn't get oh, over. Or, There's you know, stuff there that it's just so, you know, iconic. Really amazing. And you're, you're using the word iconic and yeah. I'm thinking from that point of view, mm -hmm. meaning I got the letters over here, Macho Man, ooh yeah, you know, and I'm ooh, going, yeah. how can this be great? You know, I'm not even up to iconic. How can I make this thing great? But as these people call me and say they want outfits for Slim Jim, snap into a Slim Jim, I'm going... That's famous saying, you right? Know, yeah. that, that coined I'm, that term. I'm, you know, how do I put the combination of Macho Man's art, his being, whatever that is, yeah. wrestling, and then snap into a Slim Jim? I'm, going, I'm, I'm a vegetarian since 1950. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, 19... Um, 70. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't even know what we're talking about, but I got the basic idea of the clothes and I'm making clothes for them. They're not worried about the money, as I said. I'm doing the best that I can. But the freedom of what Jimmy is saying in this letter, you know, make something to your fancy as long as it's specially made as art. Hard, He's saying going for it. Right. Macho Man said the same thing. So there's a beauty of, you said to me earlier, well, what about did this outfit, do you think it's going to be good? Or what about if they don't like it? No one ever mm -hmm. said, I don't like it, I'm not buying this, you know, whatever. Um, that doesn't mean all the outfits were good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying to you that they're trying to get as much as they can of what Michael and Tony are making on their whatever stage that they're on. Um, Would you explore your creativity? Exactly, yeah. exactly. They just want whatever the best thing is that these people can do, we want it. And I'm saying to you that mm -hmm. Tony is as big a part of this as anybody else because she's running the company but she also can say, eh, why don't you change that that way? Or here's how we do the pricing. Here's how we do the pricing. And she figures it all out. Oh, yeah. Here's how much to design it, to buy the fabric, to cut the fabric, to pay to the sewers. Here's <clears throat> how much it is for, you know, there's 20 items there. Of She's the one that figures it out. Here's how we can do this and, and have a meal to eat at the end of this whole thing. Get a you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And here is his Love the old mother. American. Is here, here's his mother and his dog and him. They come to the shop, and you figure out very quickly his mother is a very strong Presence. influence. Yeah presence yeah. in his family uh -huh. and she's the one that we found out afterwards came up with the name macho man yeah. you should call yourself macho man yeah. all i'm saying to you is that but the father had his things too his father was 
lifted, did the most sit-ups in the world. Oh, yeah? You know, whatever the world thing is on... Uh, Guinness Book of World Records or something, is that right? Father's in oh, there yeah? for sit-ups. Oh, 1,600 wow. or some crazy number. I don't know whatever oh, it is. That's cool. One of the things that he learned was you've got to work hard in life. Yeah. End of story. You've got to work hard in life. And all the girls, from Ms. Elizabeth to um, any of the other girls, manager girls or... Um, all complained that all he did was work. There's yeah. no days off. Dedication. There's no days off? Yeah. This is a focused guy. Oh, here's a picture of Cher and Sonny that we made clothes for. You know, and you figure out, well, what are they wow. like? Yeah. What, are they, what are these people like? And so... I don't even know who Sonny and Cher is, except I knew there's a song, I Got You, Babe. Yep. I got a guy working for me that's married and sees a lot of television. So he says to me, this Sonny and Cher are coming to play at Curtis Hickson Hall. Let's go sell them clothes. I say, okay, well, this is Randy. You know, he knows the deal in life. Yeah. You know, he know, and he works with us. And, and so we go there. And... What we figure out was, first I'm saying, oh, this is Sonny and Cher, this is some big deal. I don't know, it's no big deal to me. Yeah. Meaning I don't even know about the TV show. I know it's on television, but I didn't sit there and study it or watch it or I'm not a fan of or whatever. I just knew the song. He says, let's go, fine, we go to, we go to Curtis Hickson Hall where the band is setting up. I said, where's Sonny, where's Cher? They're not here. Where they staying? Okay, and then we go over to the Sheridan or wherever it was. Mm -hmm. We go there. Um, I said, I'm looking for Sonny Sheridan. Go to the front desk. What, what room is it? You're not finding out. I find one of the guys walking down the hall that works there. I said, dude, man, where are you? He said, 602. I gave it to you. Yeah. Who is it? It's Michael and Tony with stage clothes. Yeah. There you go. Door opens. It's Cher. Wow. She's got some kind of skin poisoning on her face. So there's blotches of light and dark. Oh, shit. Skin poisoning. Yeah. Or whatever the name of the disease is. I don't know. I'm making it up. <laughs> we come in. She brings us in. I show the clothes. I'm laying the clothes out. Her daughter is three years old, steps on her finger and breaks her nail. You know, and she yells, not to do with that, but she just yells, Hey, Sonny, come here and see the clothes. So then Sonny comes from the other room. He comes out and sees the clothes, this and that. Now they're picking out clothes, this and that. And I had a leather, let me see how to say this, ragged leather suede four or five color jacket and pants, but, but it's regular fabric. Then yeah. I'm layering over it all this leather to just hang one over the other. You don't see any stitching. It's all raggedy cut oh, on the edges yeah. and around here. Wicked. So I just have mine there because I'm trying to sell things off it. No, no, he wants that one. Yeah. He took it from me. Knew which you know, one. Boom. You know, and when we found them first, they were eating in a... It's maybe four o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. They're eating in a restaurant in the hotel. And I walk up to them 
and she's got the the, the skin problem, whatever. Mm-hmm. The baby's sitting there, and the nanny's sitting. Sonny's, and she's got her face down because she's not happy about her presentation, and she's got no makeup on, and the hair's hanging. And I lean over to him and I say, "I'm Michael Braun, stage clothes, Jimi Hendrix." And then you know, go through the whole thing. You know, and he's looking over to her like, do you want to see these idiots or not? Meaning my hair's out to my shoulders. Do you want to see these idiots or not? You know, whatever. What, what year? We, roughly? I say this is, um, let's say 74-ish. 74? 74? Ish. Ish. Okay. But it's something, Around somewhere there. in there. Yeah. So, she's, he's looking over to her. Do you want to see these idiots or don't you? You know, she's, he's just looking for the eye, yes or no. He must have got the positive. He says, come to room 602 at 6 o'clock or 6.30 or whatever the thing was. And or he says, we're in room whatever. Call, this is, call the room. So an hour goes by, call. They say, call us back in an hour. Call us back in an hour. So now three hours have gone by, and I got three called back in an hour and I'm complaining, yeah. doing the old man thing, going, yeah, these people, well, you're not making any money here. What, they're, whatever. So now the, she then, they say, come to room, whatever. We go there. We go in. She's now has full stage makeup on. So all of whatever was... No more face poisoning. No more face poisoning. (laughs) She's wearing cotton, yellow cotton jacket and pants. And I'm a clothes guy. There's nothing on underneath it. I know when people are wearing stuff. and I can tell in the New York Minute. So there's no clothes on. And the only thing that she might have had was pantyhose. She might have had. But other than that, That nothing. That was it. And they hand me... A very heavy um, dress in a bag. Why is it so heavy? It's because it's all hand beaded. Oh, cool. Right? This is a Bob Mackey dress yeah. from California. It's all hand beaded. They give me the job of carrying it, you know? And I don't know if Randy had to carry something. Anyway, long story short, now we go to the gig with them. She walks into the dressing room. With with the you know somebody brought it to her, and and there was some kind of some kind of box kind of thing round mm-hmm. that I don't know what was in it. She walks into the dressing room. She's not in there five minutes. She comes back out with the gown on. Yeah. They pulled her hair back. They put an afro wig on the back of her head. Look great. Yeah. Look great. She's got the full stage makeup on, but I'm telling you, it was in one second. What was in that box yep. was this afro. Oh, what yeah. was in this thing was this Bob Mackie gown. Cool. And she goes up on stage, and she, they do their songs and stuff, and then she insults him. She said he's Italian. He's, he's a fool about this or that. Whatever the things are, which is a standard thing that they do on television. Yeah, it's yeah, part of their so act that she yeah. insults him. Okay, fine, we got that. And I didn't know it. The audience is dying. I'm going, yeah, this is funny. You know, whatever. The wife insults the husband deal. You know the speech. Yeah. Now, we go back to the hotel with them. 
And he says, what's the bill? And I say, whatever, it's $3,000, $2,000, whatever the thing was. I say it. And he said to me, I asked you when we were eating, do we need money? I don't even know what I answered. I have no idea. But what he's saying to me is, he's got X amount of thousands of dollars in cash. He doesn't know if it's enough. Yeah. And this is before credit cards. Right. He's counting out in thousands piles. That's how you do it. It's yeah. done visually. $100 bills? You know, he's counting. He, yeah, and it Whatever could have been it 50s too. I yeah. mean, I don't, can't remember. But he's counting. This is a thousand. This is a thousand. Wow. And all I'm saying to you is that he's now running out of money. He said, I asked you, you know, and he's trying to apologize. I may not have enough money. I mean, yeah. that's what he's saying. But all I'm saying to you is that compared to Jimmy, compared to Macho Man, mm -hmm. these are Hollywood people. What do I mean by that? I mean, these are professional entertainers that if they got the flu and they're limping, you're going to get a nine and a half on the show. If everything's fine, it's going to be a 10. Yeah. With Jimi Hendrix, you could get a 14 or... If the weather's bad or whatever, it could be a six. You don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Huh? But these, these are Hollywood-trained pros. Yeah. And the difference is Macho Man's going to perform. perform and do a great match. Yeah. It might be a 10. It could be an 8. But it could be a 12. It right. could Easy, it could be a 12. Jimmy could be a 14, yeah. you know, and you even ask him, how is this, why is this so phenomenal? He's not going to know. He may tell you something, but I'm yeah. telling you, having made tons and tons and tons of art, some days you're golden, some days oh, you're all. not, you know, and then you say, yo, to your wife, what do you think of this piece? You know, she yeah. says, dude, it's not your art day. Go watch a football game, put out the garbage, do something constructive, you know. <laughs> you know, and then why are you golden on that day you made that piece of art? Just, yeah. You got Timing, no idea. Yeah, stars aligned, right? These are pictures of Macho Man taken either in our shop or in front of our shop. Or that one in particular is me recovering from a dislocated shoulder with a pajama top on. Mm -hmm. But his hat, his glasses, his glasses and his hat on him... And all I'm saying to you is that these clothes only work on that being. Yeah. Michael puts it on, anybody else, man, woman, dog, I don't care, whatever, it doesn't make it. Right. It doesn't fit, it doesn't feel right, doesn't look right. End of story. Here's, um, I got a call one day, and they said, this, we're at some advertising company in Connecticut. We represent... Uh -huh. um, a company, we want you to make three outfits for us, or we want you to make Macho Man outfits for Slim Jim. We got snap into a Slim Jim. Snap into a Slim Jim. We got six Same people here with the with the at the around the table, and I said, "Okay, I'm glad to do it. What color you want, or whatever?" They they don't even know what I'm talking about. Not even a clue. I said, "Okay, here's the bottom line." I need to be able to talk to one person, send me $10,000, get me started as a deposit. Mm -hmm. I'll make these things in red, yellow, and black. I'll balance them different. 
all the outfits will go with each other. You'll have to pick it out, see what works with him in front of whatever the backdrop is. But here's a Slim Jim outfit made where he's just yeah, putting incredible. on what I had for him that day. And so you're seeing all of this pattern that's on the sleeves and on the hat is all hand painted. Um, here's just a picture of me in the process of making the glasses for him. They're oh. all upside down. Wow. It says 1196. That's what that is. Here's the shirt we talked about earlier that's in Life magazine in 1970. And there is the official sticky type button. Wow. Now we're yeah, going to this. So that shirt on that human, which there's hundreds of versions of it on the internet, this is the actual fabric. I'm just trying to show it to you that here it is with these lights on this day. In, we're seeing it in person. You're seeing it you know, through the whole digital mania, but there is the shirt. And we're saying that we need to build a building with a very tall steeple and put this in this fabric in there so that we can pray to it. That's very important. This is the same type of fabric, rayon on the back, velvet on the front. It's rayon velvet. These are the kind of this kind of fabric that he wore at Woodstock that we made the front seam pants. We crushed it. There was no crushed velvet in those times. So we're doing it by hand with an industrial iron. So that's that story. Yeah. Prime Movers. How do I get to Prime Movers on the internet? PrimeMoversPodcast.com. Prime or you can also find us on Instagram, which Insta is Prime Movers Official. Prime Movers. Okay. Yes. I'm trying to get that. That was words Influential I... people. We're interviewing like yourself that have inspired, you know, look, you're inspiring human beings. And that's what we're aiming to, uh, the people we're aiming to speak with. So. A little positivity there. Yeah. So it's been excellent. And, I really appreciate it. And if you fantastic. want to find me and the art that I'm making yeah. in the computer and stuff, it's michaelbraunart.com. Hear that, everybody? michaelbraunart.com to find this wonderful, uh, amazing artist that I stand next to today. Very honored to be in your presence. And thank you. How much is that? What kind of money is that? India, Reserve Bank rupees. of India. Rupees, baby. Rupees. Wow. So, Ian said he's a garbage man. Hi, I'm a, I'm, the, I'm a garbage man. Fine. He buys two pieces at, no, he buys a piece at $1,400. He pays cash. He's showing off for the girl. Now, he comes back the next day. He says, I'm not sure which one to get. Here's another $1,400, but... I need to take both of them because I don't know which one. I need to try them. So I know the game. So I say yes. I get a call the next day. This is Miami, Coconut Grove. It's a three-day show. I, and I got a lot of crazy friends. I get a call the next day. It's noisy. And I'm out BSing with the boys and the girls, you know. The, hello? I get this. This is what it says. You suck. I said, hello? All, this is all I get, the next sentence. She put one in one room and the other in the other room. What he's saying is he's got to come back and give me another $1,400 because 
because the girl that he's trying to impress put one here and one there. He thought he's just buying one. Now he's got to buy two and give me another. This is the garbage man. He told oh, me man. numerous times he's the garbage man. He's working man. Christmas Day. Right? Now. <laughs> Twice. Now, maybe two years go by. Garbage man wants this piece, but two feet wider on either side. So a total of four feet in stretch, and it might have been a little higher, and I don't even know the color version that he got. You now, sure he's a garbage man? <laughs> take it back. Take it back. Buying some jacket, but I see to make it cool like the one I saw in Greenwich Village, it needs to be eight inches shorter. So hmm. I figure out how to take my mother's sewing machine, cut this thing off, hem it, and do whatever I want to do with this thing. I got no idea. No one taught me this. Repeat how old you were then? Maybe no 16 years old. Yeah, well. Young. So I saw that I could just do this. Yeah. And in the process <clears throat> of seeing about sewing machines and how patterns went and what fabric was like, you know, now I'm starting to fool around and alter clothes for myself. <laughs> then I come to Florida on an ocean racing sailboat. I'm early 20s. Mm -hmm. And I dislocate my shoulder so I can't go and race with the boys. Meaning I'm being paid yeah. as like a servant on wow. this boat. Um, and these are very, very rich people with big fancy boats. And this is a brand new... Anyway, they're fancy boats. I don't it's know not a cheap coaches. hobby or sport. <laughs> so I, I meet this girl in a topless club in St. Petersburg. Not that she was topless, but they had topless, topless dancers there. Topless dancers okay. and a rock band in a club and men and women are the, are the audience. Uh -huh. And we hit it off. She has a three-year-old child. Okay? Now we're living together, and the child, the three-year-old, has a babysitter who's maybe 16 years old, 15 years old, 14 years old. I don't know. The, I could be wrong on this. The, the babysitter, whatever he hears you say, he goes and steals it. So <laughs> we, he heard us say the word flank steak once. Uh -huh. He's working in a restaurant. You know, washing dishes or whatever, he takes a flank steak, wraps it up carefully, puts it in the garbage, goes back afterwards, comes back, you know, and with holds the, out with, with in the his whole arms. Steak for you. The whole steak. Oh, you know, wow. I'm going, wow, what, what is this? Then I start to learn that you got to be careful what you say in front of him. Right. <laughs> He's going and stealing yeah. from the 7 Eleven. In those days, 7 Eleven, they would leave the milk and the bread in front of the door that they were going to open the store at 7 o'clock, yeah. he would go there at 6.30 and steal some milk and some bread. And I'm coming from a very rich neighborhood thing. I never saw this before. I'm going, you can't do that. This is, you know, you got a baby here, and, you know, yeah. this guy's stealing food and bread and whatever. And <laughs> he heard again, 
the word sewing machine, he then is working at Goodwill. Oh. He steals from Goodwill a sewing machine. Wow. So you can't say anything from him. He's going to go get it. Now, I'm going saying to her and to myself, we need money. We need to figure out some way to make money. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not on the boat thing anymore. Mm -hmm. That's not happening. So what about money? So we do a few things, and God forbid we should get a regular job. I mean, that's, oh, I don't think so. So out of the question. I'm out of the questions. Long story short, I make five Nehru shirts for a band in St. Petersburg, Florida, who's playing in a club, who are just seniors in high school or 21 years old, you know. Yep. I make five shirts with the sewing machine, Nehru shirts that button up. This is yeah, 1966, wow. 1960, the beginning of 67. I make them. We sell the five shirts to these kids at $18 a piece. Whew. Now I got the cash money in my hand. I hold it in front of my hands. I show Tony. I said, look, we're rich. Look. You see the money here, right? You do see the money. We're <laughs> rich. In my hands. And so it said to me, the experience said to me, go make clothes, sell them. You know, make what you think is cool because you picked out this fabric and you came up with this idea. It worked. Now we start to make clothes and show it to the local bands and stuff like that. And at that time, there was a famous record on the radio, which was a version of Diana Ross's song, You Keep Me Hanging On. Okay? Right. <clears throat> and this band is called the Vanilla Fudge. Vanilla Fudge. Yeah. And, and no, rest assured, in those days, nobody's coming up with a name for good. a band <laughs> called Vanilla Fudge. Like, are you crazy? Right. What is wrong with you? And so they're doing the song in a psychedelic way. Okay. And they become twist. very famous. But they're playing in an armory in St. Petersburg, maybe two miles from my house, South St. Pete. So male ego moron, that's me. I say <laughs> to my partner, Tony, clean the house. Yeah. I'm going to bring back the vanilla fudge. Like she could care less what I thought she should do or should she do it. And I go to the armory. The drummer, Carmine Apice, who's still alive, and I've uh -huh. talked to him recently, and a very famous drummer, played with Rod Stewart and all different kind of oh, people, wow. whatever, a lot of people. Um, I follow him into the bathroom in this building. And I say... My name is Michael Braun, Michael and Tony Design, and then we make stage clothes, and then, you know, and I'm showing him clothes, but I'm, what I'm wearing is way better than what he has on, okay? I say, where do you get your clothes? And he says to me, uh, Carnaby Street, The Village, Haight-Ashbury. So he does his name dropping, but my clothes are better than his. I said... We're making stage clothes. You want to come to the shop after the gig? Come on, we'll take you. So 
three of the four guys come, they end up buying everything that could remotely fit them. Okay? So the message I get is, oh, this is this is cool. We we're getting money for yeah. this. We're making something that's crazy, so you can't just go anywhere and buy it. Yeah. And unique. Huh? Very unique. Unique. Yeah. So it's another word if we want to flatter ourselves. So what I'm saying to you is that now, and, and one of the big versions of this story is the angle of this camera is, this is just destiny working out. Destiny. This is, that's all that this is. Meaning, you think you're wonderful, Mike? No, you're not. You just were given a teeny bit of talent to make this, this, and this. You know, and I'm saying it that's this way to you. Put on, yeah. You you come mm -hmm. to me and say, "Listen, I'm getting married in two months. Mm -hmm. I need to give you twenty thousand dollars for my daughter's gown, and I, you need to do all the bridesmaids. You need to make some beautiful wedding clothes for me, and I'll give you you know a pile of money. Here's a hundred yeah. grand, whatever. Wow. Okay, great. I'm going all oh, that. Yeah, sure. Then we get to the truth. What's the truth here? The truth is that Michael, he doesn't know anything about weddings. He doesn't have a wedding feeling. This is not like a joy to him or wedding gowns mean something. Michael is you. Michael's me. And yes. I got no idea what. I'm going, <laughs> weddings? What are you talking about, wedding? Wedding gowns? I'm not thinking about wedding no, gowns. No, no, no. I don't think about dresses. I don't think about no. any of it. I, this is a total zero. Is because you but, didn't have interest in that? Your interest yeah, was, yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, or Meaning, interested in... Not even, even worse than I didn't have an interest in. I have yeah. no awareness of it. Right. Meaning, okay. it means nothing to me. Yeah. Weddings, wedding gowns, costumes, all of this stuff means nothing to me. Now, yeah. but you want to give me the money and you I'm obviously going to take you the money. I'll take the, the money from you. Yes, of the course. The amount of money offered. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm going to take the money. I'm going to go buy Modern Bride. I'm going to look at the pictures. I'll sit down and draw the thing out. Yep. I'll make the patterns. We'll sew the things and we'll go. And, but I'm going to tell you, in truth, because I don't have a feeling about it, the stuff's going to be a little whorish. You know, you go to Michael <laughs> yeah. and say, make a women's clothes, it comes that's out a little whorish. I'm just telling That's how enough. he rolls. You know, he doesn't know yeah. any better. Right. You know, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. So... I see that part of me that because once we started to make all these clothes, then women came, you know, here's the lady singer in some band, and I'm going, you know, Mike, these last 10 things that you did, they're all a little bit whorish. They're not great, you know, this is, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. But you hear what I'm saying to you. Yes, yeah. they're crazy. We know you're good on crazy, you know, mm -hmm. they're crazy, but they're a little whorish. So continuing the story, there's this, rec this Jimi Hendrix guy who is not huge at this point, is uh -huh. coming to play yeah. in St. Petersburg, Florida. Yeah. Now, he's coming to play in St. Petersburg, Florida, yep. and I figure out who's bringing him in. This is a record producer named Phil Gernhardt. Not to cut you off, how well known was Jimmy at this point? 
not on the, on the in regards to fame not terribly mm. this is the beginning of his career okay. in the united states so it's after england it's the mm-hmm. beginning of him um i don't know if he'd been on tour with the monkeys at that point i i don't know the answer to the question vividly right. but he wasn't at the top of the thing okay. he was maybe let's say a third of the way up or half of the way right. up so this man named Phil Gernhardt, record producer, he's bringing him in yeah. to Curtis Hickson Hall in St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Tampa, sorry. Now... What about the Ice cream truck, you know? The ice cream truck. <laughs> Who would have thought? Let's get the audio anyway, on the ice cream yeah. truck. So, Always chime that in. <laughs> so I go to this man's office... And he had produced three famous records. One is Abraham, Martin, and, and John by Dion. Okay. Has anybody here seen my old friend? You know that song. And Stay by Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs. Mm-hmm. And Snoopy versus the Red Baron. <laughs> now, all I'm saying to you is that this guy was not a beginner, you know, and he was a known guy in his game. I show him the clothes. He's not a visual person. I'm not saying this as an insult. I'm not saying as a compliment. I'm just saying the fact of life is some of us have talents in this area or that area, and some you don't have any. Some people can cook. Great. Other people, they can't. Some people can tell great stories. Some people can't. Some people are great at being lawyers. Other people, nobody home, baby. They can't find your thing. Exactly. So I show him the stuff. He has no idea what, I'm, what he's looking at. He's kind. You know, he says, call me at 4 o'clock on Sunday. He said, but I'm not looking to push you on to Jimmy mm-hmm. because I want him to play, and this is an emotional guy. That night, I'm not looking to disturb him. Right. So I call him on Sunday at 4 o'clock. And I'm, again, reminding you this is destiny. I call him at 4 o'clock, and he says, Michael, you're not going to believe this. Jimmy gets off the plane and says, where are the clothes people? All right, wow. So now the door is open. Yep. So we're now new at doing this, and I think, well, let's go and show the clothes to Mitch and Noel, bass player and the drummer, and we'll work our way up to Jimmy. Wrong, totally wrong. This isn't, this is no good. But I mean, I learned the lesson. Yeah. And so I figure out what room he's in. I find that out. I knock on the door. I hear someone. I think it's Noel or, or Mitch's door. I hear it's Jimmy. I knock on the door. Who is it? Who is it? I said, it's Michael and Tony with the stage clothes. The door opens. The chain is still on it. He looks out. He sees me. I'm there with arms filled with fabric, I mean, filled with finished clothes. Tony's there, she's, her arms are filled, and another guy's with us. Now, what I'm saying to you is that he unchanged the thing, he lets us come in. There's a big table, round table with the food on it, wow. that you roll in yeah. with the food in those days. And the metal top that goes over the plate. So he's sitting, and his 
body from the waist to the head is on a 45 degree angle, meaning he's laid way back yeah. in the chair. And chillin'. I start chilling and eating. <laughs> and he's looking out of the corner of his eye to the left where I'm laying the clothes on the floor. And being a beginner, I start at the bottom, meaning the most conservative in a relative sense. Yeah. Not crazy stuff. And he looks, I'm laying, he looks, I'm laying, and then I start to get to the embroidered pants, you know, that are seamed down the front and back, and there's flowers going all the way down the leg. He's going, oh, what other colors do you have that in? So now we got his interest. All I'm saying to you, so the lesson was you don't start at the bottom. You start in the middle or the top and work from there. And my point is, is that he sees stuff that he would like. Mm -hmm. I see stuff that he would like. Now we're trying to figure out which, how many of these, which of these, what colors, you know, and, but I'm seeing, and this is back to sort of the beginning, like, who is this person? This person is their own person. Yeah. Living in his own world. He has his own language, yeah. which you see in the songs. Meaning, yeah. you can say, oh, well, that's how he wrote the song with those words. Yeah. You know, um, the wind cries Mary, you know. Can't you, can you see the yeah. trumpets and the violins? You know, they're calling our names. Maybe you can now, but you will if you take, just take hold of my hand. But all I'm saying to you is that mm -hmm. This is a person that's not your standard issue. Come you know, from a different and, cloth. Yeah, this is a whole different thing. Yeah. And a beautiful thing and a shy thing. You're going to me, what? Yeah, was his it, personality it, really outgoing? I'm now? saying to you, this mm. is a shy, quiet, introverted, very well-mannered. Right. And when I say that to people... I say, listen, I know you're going to be out drinking with the boys on Thursday, you know, and you're yeah. going to say, listen, I met some old man at an art show, you know, makes art in a computer, this and that, it was beautiful. <laughs> but he didn't seem like he was playing with a full deck. <laughs> the truth, you know, and then you do the Southern thing and you'd say, bless his heart, you know. Yeah. And, and he told me that Jimmy was quiet, shy, introverted, and very well-mannered. I'm going... What is this jerk talking? That's not what I saw. That's not what I got off the record. The original, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we talking yeah. about? And performing on stage. So now, I give him a pair of pants and a shirt. I say, "Go into the bathroom, put this on. I need to get, see, you know, what size you are, measure you, and all that stuff." This is a shy human being. He took the clothes that I handed him. He walked over to a little table that was by the door of the bathroom. He unwound all the scarves that were tied around <laughs> his waist, put them on the table, walked into the bathroom, put the clothes on, came back out in the original clothes yeah. that he was wearing. He said, these fit fine, make them all like this. <laughs> Meaning he's shy. He doesn't want me to measure want, yeah, them. Yeah. He doesn't want to show me the clothes. This is how it looks. You know, later, dude. Yeah. You know, not there. And I'm saying to you, that he was comfortable being himself. Yes, he was a little shy, but 
when you listen to all the music and forget even the, the if you just had the words of the songs this he's not trying to be far out yeah. he's just being jimmy he's just he's writing a himself. song yeah. he's just being himself that's the lesson to be learned yeah. here this is a beautiful thing and so <clears throat> he in time we were able to get used to this or get comfortable with this is Jimmy being Jimmy, but this is Harry or Billy or Sandy or whoever being this, whoever they are. This, this is, is how life is. Yeah. This is how life is. And he was communicating with us in his words, his way. And I'm going to show you a letter in a little bit um, that he wrote to us. and. What the letter is saying, first of all, it's written on telephone memo. Oh, yeah. Telephone memo pad on the back side, and it starts off, Dear Couple, and there's a little heart there. I need clothes espresso. 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 <laughs> I need clothes espresso. Send whatever you have immediately. Yeah. And then later on in the letter, it says, I need clothes by January, whatever, yeah. 16th. And I'm thinking, dude, I'm making wardrobes for you. I'm shipping it to you every six weeks to three months. Run off your feet. And you're telling me you're naked. What are you, you know, what are you talking? Who are you talking to? This is Mike. Yeah. I know what you have. Yeah. Don't tell me you need clothes espresso. Yeah. You know, send whatever you have immediately. You know, who are you talking to, dude? <laughs> then I realized what's going on. Yeah. So this is back to those days. So I'm sending them all these clothes. Where are the clothes going? Some of the clothes are being ripped, uh-huh. tearing, because he's splitting the pants because, let's say, just as an aside, so he's playing at Woodstock. Performing in all of these. So it's, yeah. yeah, he's playing in Woodstock. He's got aqua velvet pants on, hand-crushed, rayon velvet. What's rayon velvet made for? What's it designed for? Ladies' gowns. <laughs> Ladies' gowns. And this is not for Woodstock. tight pants on a rock and roll guy that's meant for only standing up. This is not even meant for sitting. Right. Maybe this got seams down the front and back, and the seam is going right over your ass, right to the top of your thigh in the back and then down to your knee wow. and then splitting out to your toes and heel okay so and this is the lesson that michael's learning yo dude great design of the pants lovely really cool but rayon velvet on this guy that's going to hold the guitar in front of him and drop his ass to the ground you're going to split these pants <laughs> Split, meaning yeah. rayon velvet. I'm just telling you that you've got to learn this. If you're making clothes, everything's got its own specifications. And when you get to the edge of the strength of this warp and woof threads in this fabric, it just breaks. It splits. Yeah. Splits. Gone. Gone. Okay, so how to learn that the hard way. And all I'm saying to you is that in the letter, he doesn't say, 
dude, I'm splitting your pants. He just says, double stitch them. That's what he's telling yeah. me. And where are the shirts going? The silk chiffon shirts, which is not meant for rock and roll. It's not meant for perspiration. It's not meant for tight. It's meant for proper ladies' clothes. <laughs> right. So now he's got silk chiffon shirts, rayon pants, and all the kind of crazy things. So he says in the letter, more shirts with odd sleeves, but not, not all the same sleeves. So he's telling me about, he shows me a sleeve one day when he plays in Tampa that it doesn't have a cuff on it, and it's cut maybe instead of 10 inches around, it's like 14 or 16. Wow. Now you show that to Michael, you know, that poor thing, he's not playing with a full deck, Mike. You know, he just, <laughs> so what does he do? Now he cuts the sleeve where wow. it's, it's maybe 20 inches longer than it needs to be. Like a wing. And bigger, and bigger. And Jimmy calls it a witch sleeve or a wizard sleeve. Wizard sleeve, there you go. Yeah. And there's hundreds of pictures cool. on the net of him in these sleeves. Uh -huh. But I'm telling you how it came about, meaning that's he cool. said more. He shows me a sleeve, you know, that's a little bit crazy. You know, you show it to Michael, he goes, oh, how can we take this to crazy mania? Yeah. I mean, and I'm not even thinking of it. I'm, I'm just telling you how my mind is working. So... We're making these crazy things for him. And in the letter, then he says, try to match the color of the sticky type buttons to the color of the shirt or as close as possible. Yeah. You say to me, what's in your mind? Sticky type buttons, is that Velcro? Sticky, sticky type buttons, he figured it out. Velcro. It's Velcro. Yeah. So there's a picture of Jimmy in Life Magazine, 1969 and on, 1970. He's in a black flowered shirt. So it's a black ground, flowers on it. And there's three squares in the front of Velcro that is closed. You don't see it. But in other pictures, you can see the white squares. This thing that he's talking about, Velcro, just came out in... 1969, let's say, yeah. that it's coming to my eyes. They make it in one color white. I see, oh, I could cut this in a square, use it as a button. What a wonderful idea. Yeah. I just geniused out. You know, oh, this is fabulous. So Jimmy says, try to match the color of the sticky type buttons to the color. Here's the boss lady, my wife, Susan. Here we are. Who's trying to stay out Thank of the you. camera. <laughs> but she's not able to really. So, so just while we're on the topic, there's most of the shirts are cut with this square tip collar. You're seeing it on the okay. Then yeah, we got wow. the two, and I said it was three, but it's only two sticky type buttons. Yeah. And here's the other side. Looks the same. So what I'm saying to you about Jimmy is that he's wow. talking in his language. His language is, he never heard this word, and he says, well, how do I describe that? He's not thinking, how do I describe it? He just goes, okay, well, yeah, try to match the color of the sticky type buttons. So what I'm saying to you is, he's being Jimmy. Yeah. He's got permission to be Jimmy. Yeah. Go for it. And then 
people are buying his records, meaning, yeah. yo, Jimmy, we like Jimmy. We like what Jimmy makes. Yeah. We like the way he plays. We like the way he writes. Yo, Jimmy, go for it. And I see this in this letter, and then he says to me, and we're going to stop here for a second and switch this background, yeah. and I'm going to show you the letter that he wrote just so you see the visual, but what he says is, anything you come across, don't be hesitant to take and make something anything, as long as it's specially made as art. Wow. Or oh, to your fancy is in there too. To your fancy, as, huh? as long That's as cool. it's special. It's his way of saying, Genuine. yo yeah. dude, just go for it. Yeah. I mean, Macho Man has said the same thing to me yeah. in different, different, words and in different situation but they're saying macho man is saying this is good for my career i have no idea what you're doing yeah. not even a clue he doesn't pretend he understands this or has a visual sense it's match. good for his career yeah. it helps him career i mean and macho man says to me one yeah. time in our shop so this is a concrete floor six car garage industrial sewing machines buttonhole machines oh, yeah. whatever cutting machines he says to me, I'm small. Rest assured, he's half a head taller than me. His <laughs> arms are bigger than both of my thighs together. You see, I'm a big mouth. So do I say, dude. Wants to look bigger. What are you talking about? You're small. Who, yeah. who, who the hell are you? Yeah. Dude, you're a monster to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, why? how could you dare say this to me? Right. You know, but there's no one there. He's not there. He's trying to impress somebody. And what I figured out was he came, he's there in the shop. Six weeks later, the whole WWF was what they called it in those days, comes to wrestle at the university. I go there. I go up in the balcony because I want to see what does this look like? What's the audience seeing? Yeah. And then I go backstage. And I'm going, oh, here's 15 guys standing around BSing. There's guys that are a head taller than him. A head taller. You know, like 15 inches, 14 inches taller. Just monstrous human beings. And what he's saying is, I may be bigger than you, Mike, but compared to them, I'm small. And the clothes are helping him compete with them right. for attention, for wildness, for fun, for macho-ness, whatever you want to call yeah. it, make no difference. So I have to then realize what language are we speaking here? Is this Italian, Spanish? Is this macho? What are we, we're speaking macho. Oh, no, we're speaking Jimmy. Yeah. We're speaking Jimmy. What does he actually mean? What's yeah. going on here? And so... That's a part of the game that you're playing, making crazy clothes for the crazy people. What's the motive behind this? What's your job? What is the audience seeing? What are you doing for this person? Meaning, we're also making clothes at the same time for all the pimps in this area who are here in the winter. Oh, yeah. Okay? They come. One brings another, he introduces him, yep. and he says, he's all right. It means he's all right with our skin color, 
He's all right with our language. He's all right with our background. He's all right with our job, our girls. He's all right with that. But this just business, meaning he makes clothes, that's all. He doesn't need the girls, three of them, two of them, one of them. He doesn't need the discount on the girls. He just makes clothes. That's all. That's the whole thing. There's no more to it than that. And in the process, I get the same Jimi Hendrix Macho Man thing. This pimp comes, and we end up making clothes for him. And he says to me, he's telling his life story. He's picking clothes, picking, I'm sorry, he's picking cotton in Georgia. This is what he does. Yeah. Now he takes a vacation at 19 years old. He goes to New Orleans. This is wild. A prostitute is there, sees him and says, oh, I'm going to make him my pimp, which she does. And that is a collection of girls. She teaches him how to be a pimp. Whatever that means. And he's 19. And he tells me the story. And I'm making clothes for him, making clothes for him. And he says to me one day, as he's leaving, he's walking out, he says, Mike, make me beautiful. (laughs) Meaning, he's saying what Jimmy's saying and what Macho Man's saying. Dude, dude, do what you do for me. me Yeah, 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 make me good. And just as an aside, so we're living on Bayshore Boulevard in Tampa, huge house, behind the house is the six-car garage I'm telling you about. And one day, a car pulls up, two guys with suits get out. Understand, we're making clothes for the lunatics of the world. <laughs> no one comes there in a suit. Right. Two guys in a suit come, and they say, we're with the FBI. Okay. Now I say, I got nothing to hide, understand, zero. Yeah. Zero. All, all, you can see all my emails, all my phone messages, all my whatever. All you're gonna do is die of boredom. That's yeah. all that's gonna happen. You're no, just gonna get nothing just, from that. Nothing. Yeah, clean as a whistle. And just, <laughs> but boring too. It's just, it's just another guy doing whatever he does. Who cares? Yeah. And so they say we're the, we're with the FBI. I said, oh, let me see the thing. Let me see. The, oh, I want to see the badge and all. I never saw this before. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see one. I'm too. being Mike. Meaning, yeah. this is what I want. I want to see the thing. So they show me the badges and stuff, and they say, do you know Joe Lee Sanders? I said, no, I don't know Jolie Sanders. Who's Jolie Sanders? And they take out the mug book, and we're on page six. Is Joe the pimp. My guy. This guy's <laughs> yeah. great. I let Mike, make me beautiful. Oh, wow. And they say, you know, you know, I said, yeah, of course I know him. That's Joe the pimp. They said, when did you see him last? I'm really bad on time. So I said, I don't know, maybe two years ago, maybe a year and a half. You know, who knows? I mean, but whatever. And so then they leave. Another year goes by. Who shows up? Joe! Hey, the FBI was here with this. It was great. They came. (laughs) I said, what'd you do? He said, it's a white boy crime. He said, they taught me how to steal mail at the beginning of the month. And then you sign the back of the check. And you cash it, and that's the thing. I went to jail for it. Oh, wow. He said, I should have known not to do this because it's a white boy crime. Really? Wow. I'm just telling you where his head is at. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So Macho Man is Macho Man. Jimmy's Jimmy. 
But Jolie Sanders, Pimp Joe, is in the same exact category, meaning he's being who he is. Yeah. And he's telling me, make me beautiful, number one. Number two, I shouldn't have done this because it's a white boy crime. You know, I don't even know what he's talking about. But he's telling me, here's the deal. You're asking me about the deal. This is the deal. And in the process of making Jimmy's clothes, I saw that one of the lessons is that we're given this human form. You're allowed to be yourself, whoever you are. Even if you say, well, I'm not good at spelling, or I got a limp, or I got a crooked ear. Doesn't matter. Meaning, you're just going through the destiny of this life. Mm-hmm. You got a huge gift that you were even given the hu- human form. You yeah, know, you exactly. could have been a bird out there. You could have been a blade of grass. You, you, <laughs> or you already <laughs> were a blade of grass, you know. Yeah. And I'm just saying to you that it showed me the beauty of the human form that these people were just being themselves. Just who they were. Yeah. You know, and... Jimmy, part of why he became so known is that there was a huge amount of love Uh coming through this being that he could express in words and with a guitar. Yeah. Huge. And people try to put words to it. I try to say, well, he's a great guitar player on account of, or he's a great lyricist on account of, whatever. I mean, one day, I walk into, I'm delivering clothes or whatever, I walk in the room, and he says to me, oh man, I got this great poetry book. You know, I'm mid-twenties or whatever, I'm going, dude, I don't do poetry, I'm trying to be masculine, you know, I don't do (laughs) that, what are you talking about, dude? You got a poetry book, I don't even know what you're talking about, what's poetry? What's poetry, yeah. What the hell are you talking about? And then I got it afterwards, the beauty of, let's say, Bob Dylan's poetry, or the beauty of Jimi Hendrix's poetry, of what even poetry is. Right. So my point is, is that there's a lot of waking up that had to be done here to this guy. And when I'm saying there's a lot of it, it takes a long time for this to happen, meaning he shows me the thing, I react to it, and I say, hey, dude, I'm not into poetry. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Then I start to go, oh, listen to this poetry. This is Bob Dylan. Oh, this is Jimi Hendrix. You know, wow. And that came and through in their music as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so in time, I saw there's a lot of things to be learned, but it took a while to say, okay, you're in this class. You're sitting in the front row. You have no idea what this teacher is even talking about. You're so far or asleep or whatever, however you want to say it. And then you say, oh, I I got a teeny bit of this thing. Oh, why does Jimmy like Bob Dylan? Oh, that's why he's doing that Bob Dylan song. It's the poetry thing. It's how he expresses the lyrics, yes. 
and he could make a you know a great melody out of a phone yeah. book. He could play the guitar on a phone book, oh, and you say this is phenomenal. You know, wow, this is great. The best I ever did it to this day. Yeah. So I'm just saying to you that in making clothes, let's say I'm around the Allman Brothers. Mm -hmm. These are just regular guys. These are just regular guys. And this guy that has this Coracedon bottle, glass bottle on his finger, and he's rubbing it up and down the frets of the guitar. Wow, that's far out. It doesn't look like much, though, but it comes out good. I don't realize yeah. that this is a phenomenal thing in the world. This, yeah. this piece of art that's being made by mm -hmm. this group of people that's so phenomenal. You know, it took a while for us to figure out it was phenomenal, but it was good on the day it was done. But you didn't realize this is such a... Nobody else in the world could do what this Dwayne Allman could do or write what Greg was writing. Um, and you're also seeing they're just humans. These are standard-issue humans that were born with this great ability yeah. for this or that. Tell but me. they're born with it for just working out their destiny. Right. You know, and it's Comes hard. Back to destiny. It's hard to get this into your being because you want to say, oh, this is Jimi Hendrix's shirt? Oh, that's, you say, oh, this is holy. Let's put this in a church and let's pray to it. And, you know, I'm going, it's just a shirt, dude. That's all that's happening here. And, this whole thing of putting yeah, people and stuff on pedestals, you know, is nothing. It's just total zero. This is in Life magazine. Right? Yeah, that's amazing. Would you think that you, question for you, would you think you ever got to a point where you're as comfortable with Jimmy that you could pick something you made that he was going to choose and figured him out to say, well, he's going to take that, he's not going to take that? Did you ever um, nail it to where he's definitely <clears throat> taking that or he's... You for, said it was conservative okay, so at the a, start. Yeah, it's a great question, and the answer is that he has no concern over money. Mm -hmm. Zero. It's not an issue. Right. He has a concern over Michael and Tony making him plenty of clothes, plenty. Um, and it's not as though he won't say more things in white or black or green or yeah. more odd sleeves or more. You know, or not so many with whatever that you'll see in the letter. It's not, he, he, he can say that. But what I'm saying to you is that I'm just out buying fabric mm -hmm. for Jimmy. Let's just say that. I'm out with the driver, and I might have spent six hours driving to this fabric store, that fabric store. I'm looking, and this is fabrics that in those days, fabric stores were selling fabric to rich ladies who were bringing the fabric to their seamstress mm -hmm. who was making the clothes for them, or they were making it for themselves. So maybe they couldn't afford a seamstress, or they had the ability to sew it for themselves or their kids or whatever. So, But people sewed in those days. But men with hair out to their shoulders, wearing hippie kind of clothes, in 1970, do not go into yeah. this store. Wasn't the norm. Forget this. What are you talking yeah. about? Who is this idiot? Yeah. You know, who the <laughs> hell is this idiot? 
oh, this idiot gives money. Got the address he's, right? He, 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 no, no, he, he, we like him a lot because yeah. he pays cash money on the spot. He's our favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he treats us like humans. Okay, good. So now he's buying all this fabric. But what I'm saying to you is that <clears throat> Jimmy is just asking for clothes. I'm going to say, well, would this, this would be good on Jimmy. Let's, this would be good for him. Let's make this out of that for Jimmy. I'm just thinking about it. I'm not thinking he's going to say, I don't want this. Yeah. He never told me in his life he didn't want anything. Macho Man never told me he didn't like anything, ever, ever. And he had to have had his favorite and his least favorite. But his story was, he knew you couldn't say this to Mike in his own way. (laughs) I'm just telling you. For whatever reason, you don't... So he would come there with Miss Elizabeth. The mirror would be leaning against the wall, Uh you know, 10 degrees off or whatever. And I give him the clothes, and he tries his whole outfit on. He'd walk over and stand in front of the mirror. Elizabeth was sitting on a junky old chair next to the mirror. And, and Macho Man would say, oh, I'm wearing this to WrestleMania. That's wow. his way of saying it's good. He just did this five times. Wow. Five times I rolled my eyes. She rolled her eyes like, dude, you already said this three times, four times. Five times you told us you're going to wear this outfit to WrestleMania? He plans to be at WrestleMania for a long time. <laughs> wow, dude, <laughs> where are you? Yeah. And what I'm saying to you is he's telling you he likes it. Yeah. That's his way of saying he likes it. But by the same token, and it's back to your Jimi Hendrix story of what about the stuff, what are you thinking yeah. that he's not going to like this or he's not buying this or whatever. So that doesn't exist at all. That all of it's being taken and all of it's being paid for. End of story. That's A. B. Now, does he like it? Is he going to wear it on the album cover for the whatever? Or is he going to wear it at Madison Square Garden? Or, you know, whatever yeah. the thing is. Is he going to wear, is Macho Man going to, which one of these five outfits is he going to wear to WrestleMania? And so this is what's going on with him. Before we go back to Jimmy, that in. The very beginning, I get a phone call, and the phone call is, and I don't know who this person is. Hey, the Hulkster told me you can make me some clothes. I'm holding the phone on like, who the hell is this? I mean, he's doing a heavy accent. Mm-hmm. Who the hell is it? I don't even. I said, yeah, we make clothes every day. You come tomorrow at noon or two o'clock, whatever. Three, you know, he comes. We make a time. He comes. He walks in with Miss Elizabeth, and he's got shorts. And he shows me the shorts, and, it, and it's on, on the tush, in two-inch letters, it says Macho Man, and on the front, there's, uh, there's three stars. He said, I, I need this, and I said, dude, I'm not making shorts. I need real estate. Yeah. I need it from the ground to past your head. You want me to make clothes? I make clothes, but I'm not making shorts. I don't have a feeling for the shorts. Yeah. I don't know what the hell you're doing here. Same with the wedding gowns. I got no idea what's happening here yeah, with shorts. Yeah. So he says, we go back and forth and back and forth, and I make him some clothes to get him by, to get him started, let's call it. It's a combination of what he wants and what I want. And he wants capes. I'm saying, dude, 
I don't know about capes. I don't have a feeling for capes. I don't wear capes. Yeah. I'm not a cape guy. You know, however you want me to say it. But the same thing. I don't know about weddings. I don't know about wedding dresses. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I don't have a feel for that. It's not, yeah, I got not nothing. Your, There's not nobody home. Yeah. You, poor thing. You know, all you can yeah. say is Mike got zero on this. Yeah. Now, he walks in. So I deliver the clothes. He, he wears them and this and that. Now, some months go by, maybe two months, one month three months, I don't know what, goes by. He walks in the shop, head down. He says, you can make anything you want. You can never say that to a creative person. You yeah. never say, any, I, you can make anything you want as long as it's blue, it's under $1,000, or I need it in three days, or you know whatever the specifications are. Yeah. But you can't go free ride, dude. Free ride yeah. to a lunatic? No good. <laughs> Not a good combination at all. So he says, you can Fair make enough. anything you want. Yeah. I make him five outfits the way I want them to be. And this is at the beginning of his thing. And he comes, he tries them all on, he pays for all of them. I mean, he's got a huge deposit, meaning we're doing the 50% deposit. My, my Tony 50% came up, up at the start and then 50% upon delivery of the exactly. goods, right? You yeah. know, and then once we got going, he just had $10,000 down and we made wow. clothes. You know, meaning, meaning we're making him forty to forty-five outfits a year. Wow, yeah. You know, and he's wearing them every week, something new. Yeah. You know, and that's what the fans want, and he knows what that is, and yeah. that's how he's competing. But forgetting the money, <clears throat> he's saying he tells me this story. He has got the five outfits. He wore the five outfits. You know, I'm just starting to go out with Susan then. Then we have the really, really romantic Monday night raw. Monday night raw. We gotta, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, this is that. really romantic. I, I delivered the clothes on Friday. Yeah. I got to see this. Oh, let's yeah, This is really romantic. You know, I tricked her into marrying me. So <laughs> he's laughing. I'm telling the truth. So now we... Macho Man comes after the five weeks and he tells me this story. That he put the outfit on, his favorite, he loved it or whatever. He didn't say favorite or he loved it, but he put whatever outfit he wore on week one, now two, three, four. Now we're up to week five. And his way of saying it, he doesn't say, this is the one I didn't like at all. The purple outfit with the chains and the chains were big. Mm -hmm. He says, I put the purple outfit, I go into the dressing room, I put the purple outfit with the chains on, I come out of the outfit, and all the boys are there. These are like old ladies playing Marjan, meaning you can only wrestle so much, lift weights for so much, and travel so much. The rest, you just stand around and gossip. Mm -hmm. That's what humans do. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. So he says he comes out of this dressing room with the purple outfit with the chains. They all turn around and go, wow, what's th that's great. Where'd you get that? He's going, oh, I thought this was the bad one. You know. Eh. So yeah, now he says to like me. Stood out like a sore thumb. Huh? Stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Now he says <laughs> he's walking down the hallway. Vince McMahon is coming the other way. He stops him and he says, wow, where'd you get that? That's oh, great. Yeah. He's going, Vince loved it, the boys loved it. What the hell? 
Now he's standing in the opening to go to the ring. He says he walks through the opening. They put the spotlight on him. His words, yeah. it really popped. Oh, yeah. And he really got over with the match, he's telling me. What he's saying to me in his language is, dude, I have no idea which was the good one. I'm being honest with you. I have no idea what's going on here. Go for it, dude. You're the man. They, they loved it. The audience loved it. Vince loved it. The boys saw it was great. But I have no idea what's going on here. In his Keep way of saying it, it. Yeah. That's, that's what the story means. So he's then giving me permission to make the crazy clothes for the crazy guys, encouraging me. And he's also encouraging me that he's not talking about it's too many outfits a year, it's too many green ones. It's, he never said it's too much of yeah. anything, you know. And where he said he wanted capes, that gets translated in Michael's, you know, crazy mm -hmm. mind. I'm making a motorcycle jackets out of crazy material with fringe on the arm to the floor. Wow. In spandex. Yeah, you know, that's his translation of, oh, I need a cape. And I'm looking at capes, I'm going... He's an amazing capes. performer. I remember yeah. growing up watching him and incredible. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Those yeah. outfits, they just, they pop for sure. Got that right. How much is that? What kind of money is that? India, Reserve Bank rupees. of India. Rupees, baby, rupees. Wow. So, Ian said he's a garbage man. Hi, I'm a, I'm the, I'm a garbage man. Fine. He buys two pieces at, no, he buys a piece at $1,400, he pays cash, he's showing off for the girl. Now, he comes back the next day, he says, I'm not sure which one to get, here's another $1,400, but I need to take both of them, because I don't know which one, I need to try them. So I know the game. So I say, yes. I get a call the next day. This is Miami, Coconut Grove. It's a three-day show. I, and I got a lot of crazy friends. I get a call the next day. It's noisy. And I'm out BSing with the boys and the girls, you know. The, Hello? I get this. This is what it says. You suck. I said, hello? All, this is all I get, the next sentence. She put one in one room and the other in the other room. What he's saying is he's gotta come back and give me another $1,400, cause the girl that he's trying to impress put one here and one there. He thought he's just buying one. Now he's gotta buy two and give me another. Ooh. This is the garbage man. He told oh, me man. numerous times he's the garbage he's man. Christmas Day. Right, now. <laughs> Twice. Now, maybe two years go by. Garbage man wants this piece, but two feet wider on either side, so a total of four feet in stretch, and it might have been a little higher, and I don't even know the color version that he got. You now, sure he's a garbage man? <laughs> take it back, take it back. 